Hello, this is Rosie. And Brendan. With just a quick update on our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash nonsensored. When we decided to launch it, we spoke to all our guests about what point we'd be able to start paying them for their brilliant contributions. You know, like, I mean, it wouldn't really be worth splitting a tenner between two guests every week for four weeks. But we did want to pay them something as soon as possible. Yeah, so after just three weeks, we're 75% of the way to that point. So... Uh, please, if you can subscribe, it would be really brilliant to reach that target this month. So from February onwards, we'll be able to give our contributors money for their time. To be clear, we're not going to stop asking for money at that point uh, because we would like some too. But our priority <laughs> is paying the guests first. So thank you so much if you subscribe to patreon.com forward slash nonsensored. And thank you if you're going to after this message. But for now, enjoy the show. Nicholas Sturgeon calling Boris Johnson a f***ing clown just goes to show that she's finally understood why we voted him in. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon and this is Nonsensored. Hello and welcome to Nonsensored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. I'm joined as ever by my producer Martin and what a show we have for you this week, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, indeed. We've got an interview with Culture Secretary Lucy Fraser about BBC bias. We've got an interview with Conservative mayoral candidate Susan Hall. And, of course, we heard from Ishan Akbar about India's immigration policies. But the first thing to say is thank you to our new Patreons. Mark Anderson, Ivan Favor, Kieran McIntyre and Alex Scott, uh, all of whom signed up to support us directly and make it possible to pay our guests at patreon.com forward slash nonsensored. If you subscribe, you'll get exclusive bonus podcasts, longer videos and ad-free episodes, plus other goodies as and when we can be bothered. As and when we have them. Oh, that's what I said, Martin. Now, as ever, there were so many things in the radio show this week that we couldn't include. For example, we had a terrific interview with the CEO of Boeing, made all the more exciting by the fact that all our equipment fell apart while it was happening. Harriet also made me cover the proposal that Britain should conscript people into the army, but my heart wasn't in it and the piece wasn't great. Very unprofessional. But we'll start with top pollster John Jameson, who's been producing some remarkable and worrying polls for the Conservatives. He joined us to talk about them. Let's take a listen. John, thank you so much for coming in the studio. So I'm looking at a poll at the moment. Everyone's talking about it. The best Prime Minister tracker. And poor old Rishi Sunak does not look like he's faring too well. John, tell us what's going on here. He's very far behind Keir Starmer as our polling shows. Mm. And it you know, doesn't look like Sunak is in a position to be able to overtake Starmer from this position. I think a lot of people were confused by the fact that you offered people a choice of Keir Starmer as Prime Minister or... And these are your words, a conservative leader who wasn't Rishi Sunak, who ended illegal migration, ended benefits fraud, reduced taxes to zero and gave every constituency a new hospital. Why did you choose that question? Yeah, I, I think we're often constrained in polling by offering people 
a selection of choices that are merely real. And I think providing people with choices that are uh, more imaginative, uh, more fantastical, that shows the sort of creativity that you would you would hope for from a polling agency. I think. Could we get a bit more specific? I mean, could we poll whether maybe the public do they want a, a taller prime minister? We could absolutely poll for that. So we could ask whether the public wish for a tall prime minister or a too short prime minister. That's the sort of question that we could ask the public. That sounds really useful. That Is really this useful. helpful? I mean, there, there's a question as to the legitimacy of, of these polls, of course, but also, I mean, why are we asking these particular questions? Are there not perhaps more prescient, important questions that we should be putting to the people um, in this time rather than you know, looking at the height of a prime minister um, or, you know, we're really fielding any kind of suggestions from um, talk shows like us. Well, I think it's important to know whether the British public wants uh, Keir Starmer as their prime minister or wants a, a new Tory leader who follows conservative values, who prioritise family values, returns a shopping trolley, tips in cash, yeah, likes dogs, dogs like him. And, you know, I think that's, you know, that is someone that could exist. And so we should is there, ask the British public if they would like that person to exist. Is, is there a, um, a a Tory potential candidate that dogs do respond particularly well to? Uh, you know, you've got it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a broad parliamentary party. You've got to think that they'll that, that there's got to be quite a few people in there that could do that. Maybe we could poll that now. Uh, could we? Put, how long does it take to put a poll together? Could we? Could we put a poll together now? I mean, I don't know how it works. Well, we'd have to, you know, assemble a, a representative cross section of the public, all the way from the centre right to the far right, and and just see, you know, what uh, results those people give us. Well, at the moment, for example, producer Martin is sort of centre, and I'm on the right. You're, I, I guess, you're just a poll man, which makes you sort of uh, highly you know, impartial. Highly impartial. Could we just do a poll amongst ourselves? Oh yeah, no, that'd be good. I'd like to do a poll. Uh, should we do a poll of who'd like to do a poll here? I I would like to do a poll. I'd like to do a poll. I'd I'd like to do a poll if you if you pay me. A hundred percent. Wow. Hundred percent wants polls, which just shows, doesn't it, that everybody really wants a poll. Yeah. And that's really quite helpful. I'd like to throw another one in the mix. Um, yes. Do you think the the country want a charismatic, media savvy, lady moving into politics and? You know, maybe going on to to be the head of a party. We barely need to poll the other option there, I think. I mean, I think that almost That's speaks for itself, really. I, I think sometimes polls are clearer if you just give one option. That's really good. And also, you could just do a poll, but it's just it's just me. And so that's 100%, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty good. That would just be a line going like that. It would just be a flat, horizontal wow. line at the top. See, this is good that you say these because I don't always understand what the lines are doing because I'm not a pollster, you know. Do you feel that the impact of your polling will actually uh, change the course and approach of the Conservative Party? I mean, is this something if, for example, they do find out that Rishi Sunak is not polling well with dogs, for example, you know, is is that the kind of thing that may well lead to his, um, well, you know, ousting? From the party, because you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of dog owners out there, and dogs have a significant kind of influence mm. on their owners. I can tell you that much, uh, yeah, as, as a dog owner myself. Well, I don't, I don't love this narrative that we pollsters are supposedly trying to shift and shape yeah. the results of our polls through questioning. And and you know, we've got some flack for this. Again, I I think it's actually fair 
to present people with what the ideal could be. I think that's, you know, we're, we're, aren't we striving for ideals in politics? Yes. But, you know, actually a lot of people haven't talked about the other poll that we ran when we did name uh, Suella Braverman compared to Keir Starmer. Suella actually came uh, higher. So she actually well, got a higher score. And, okay, some people criticise that we wrote Keir Starmer's name in Wingdings. But I think, you know, if you don't know the font Wingdings, should hmm. you have a vote i don't that's on on them i think no i think that's really helpful before we close this section do you want any more polls just while we're here i could go for another poll should we bring back what bring... no because why does it always go there you didn't bring... know what i was going to say producer martin well, no I it was going to it was going assumed. to be hanging wasn't it it was going to be hanging it's maybe it wasn't it usually is maybe it wasn't we could commission a poll which was uh we could have the questions being bring back hanging or bring back executions by the means. That would be a fair poll to see whether we want to bring back hanging or bring back beheading. And I wasn't even going to suggest bring back hanging, but but now he said it. That's democracy, isn't it? That is democracy. I think polling is democracy. Well, I'm not sure. Polling is the future. I think we might have tapped into what the real issue with with the polling is. I mean, if they're the two choices, then there's not much of a choice there at all for for people who don't agree with... um, Capital punishment. Should you know? people who don't agree with capital punishment be shot? That's a poll for you. What? Or hanged? That's, or that's hanged. hanged. Or great. Hanged. Okay, well, options, this is not going to end well. Well, obviously not for you, producer Martin, because you're not going to score very well on the poll. Anyway, John, thank you so much for coming in. You've really cleared things up for us. Thank you. Producer Martin, I'm... Well, I think it's given you a lot to think about, hasn't it? Yes, it has. I'll, I'll take the um, the data and crunch those numbers and see what comes up. No polls for you. Now let's move to the most important issue in Britain. Cost of living. The BBC bias. A thing that people believe exists because they've been told that it does. And that needs to be investigated in case they're right. We spoke to Culture Secretary Lucy Fraser, a real politician we have definitely all heard of. Let's take a listen. Lucy Fraser, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Hi, it's me, Lucy. Everyone knows me. Yes, and we've never had you on this show before, so it's a real treat. Mm, Well, you know, Culture Secretaries get tough times, don't they? So it's nice to be asked now and again. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So, Lucy, you've been on my Twitter feed, or should I say X feed, a a lot this week with all your interviews talking about BBC bias. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's real. Everyone knows it's real. Um, All you have to do is watch the BBC five minutes to know it's bias. It hates us. That's why it has us on and says, why have you done that? And they ask us about it. And and then if we say, oh, well, you're... Hang on. Someone wrote it down for me. Per... Perceived. You perceive as as by yeah as as bias. Um. So um. That's so so they wouldn't like no um no. Hang on. I wrote this down too. No smoke without fire. So there you go. Check wow. That really should tell the BBC, shouldn't it? Something. But it, um, I mean, it's exactly what you said. I mean, I hate to um, hark on uh, in, in in a sort of direction that you've you've already sort of gone over slightly, but uh, th- there is a difference, isn't there, between perception and uh, an actual evidence of of, of bias. And that, that seems to be the confusion here. I still no. don't feel like that's been quite ironed out. No, 
they're, they're the same. If it, people say it, then that's a thing. That's how it, that's that's how evidence works. Yes, that's still evidence, mm. producer Martin. Well, it's that's, evidence like, of if their... you, It's like mob rule. Mm. Mob rule is usually right, not always, but usually right. It, yeah. And just like people's perception of things is evidence. Of course, I I could uh, perceive you know things in a certain way. As in, it, 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 I might perceive that you're about to give me a raise, Harriet. You know, that might be my perception. Sorry, that to me, I don't know about you, Lucy, you're I, the expert, but that to me sounds like BBC bias speaking there. Well, I've been doing a very good job. Are you from the BBC? No, I'm not from... No, no. They, they, I mean, they have not chosen to employ me. I did send them some letters quite early on in my well, career. but they, You sound very biased to me. Well, if anything, they've been biased against me. Um, the point is that we have a, a institution here that, which is getting a bit of a kicking, and there doesn't seem to be any real evidence to um, to support that. It, I just told you about it. I wrote down a word. Right, no smoke without fire. Yeah, that was the evidence. And per- and perceived. Yes, per- perceived. Mm. There's lots of different ways to say words. That's the thing, isn't it? There is lots of different ways. What do you think should be done about the BBC, Lucy? Do you think it needs to? Um, Step up its game. Um, um, first of all, um, I, as I like, I believe in um, free speech and and not um, not being biased. And I believe yes. in um, I like yes. You know how you know how like you know how like I was going to do a really good job and sell Channel Four, but then the woke lefterati decided to stop me from doing it. I mean, um, as uh, you know how the, you know how that happened. So uh, I think maybe do that with the BBC. I don't know, make some money. Well, Lucy, no, I think that wasn't you, Lucy. That was your your predecessor. Oh yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm Lucy. We're two different people. Yeah, I forgot that we're. Yeah, no, um, yeah, we. I meant yeah. I, um, I, I wrote this down. Hang on, I misspoke. Um, I don't know who she is. But yeah, um, yeah, so everyone knows that previous culture secretary was Nadine Doris and I'm Lucy Fraser, a different woman, and everyone has seen me around for years, so they know we're two different people. So, Lucy, moving on, and another thing you said this week, mm. which I thought was wonderful, was that you told GB News that they are great because they're not biased. And yes, very you only have to watch five minutes of GB News to see that they just give excellent coverage of the news and it's not at all just a bunch of uh, people, including some Tory MPs, it's a bit weird, isn't it, um, being paid to say, I reckon, um, mm-hmm. to pretty much nobody and then the clips get shared but in outrage on uh, uh, twecks by people who don't agree with them. And do you think we should defund the BBC? Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Just defund the BBC and sell it like Channel 4. I would have done that, that would be so good. Yeah, me, Lucy Fraser thinks do that, yeah. We really have to crack down on the BBC. They've gone too far. I mean, look at the news quiz. That was, uh, your colleague spoke about this and I thought, yes, finally someone said it. It's completely against yeah. the, the government, against Tories and it must be stopped. Imagine making jokes about the party in power when there is an, hang on, oppos- opposite. Opposition, opposition, right there. Make jokes about them. Yes. We make jokes about the party in power. So rude. It's so rude. I want to see a Radio 4 sitcom about Keir Starmer and what a stupid ass he is. Yes, but they wouldn't do that, would they? They wouldn't do that because woke. No. 
They won't do it. Well, I don't know. Probably someone would suggest it and they'd fire them on the spot. They'd say, Mm. no, you can't do a sitcom about criminal supporting Keir Starmer. You have to do the news quiz being rude about the Tories. I'm not sure it's a sort of one or the other type situation. It's stupid anyway, because they could just write the same jokes on the news quiz that slag us off and just change the name. It'd be the same. They won't do that, um, Lucy. They won't do it. It's because it's woke. It's too woke. Lucy, you say that GB News uh, doesn't have any bias and and that's where you like Mm. it there, but they they do have a great many serving uh, Conservative MPs on there as presenters, don't they? So, I mean, it doesn't really ring true for for most people, I think, that, that hear that statement. Oh, Michael, what a thing to say. Look at GB News. Look at it. Just looking at it, you can see, yes, there are 17 current and former members of various Conservative cabinets presenting shows on there, but they've also got Peter Andre, who's not even from here, and sometimes on Lee Anderson's show, they let left-wing loony Owen Jones sit in the corner and you know what? This is how unbiased they are. He is allowed to think whatever he likes. Just shut up about it. Do you know what else? This is how unbiased, because the other one is um, talk TV. It's It's the same, but it's better. They sometimes fire absolutely very talented presenters after less than a year. And do you know what? I was doing a great job on that show. It was watched by literally tens of people and they just got rid of her. They got rid of, they got rid of her. Well, so, no, Lucy Nadine was doing a, a, a great job on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They got rid of, they got rid of me. Her, they got rid of her. But do you know what I'd say is, listen, Nadine mm-hmm. is a friend of mine. I like her a lot. But I don't think she realised that being a presenter of a programme, it takes a lot of work. It doesn't. She didn't do any. It's not she as didn't do any, believe me. Looks. It just showed up and it was a natural talent. She's very she's so good so good, so good. It's such a waste of such a waste of my talent. So it's um uh, it's her to just it's Lucy, Lucy Fraser is a real MP. Thank you very much for coming on the show for the first time. It's the first time ever. Lovely to see you again. Yes, lovely to see you again too. Let's get a drink soon. Oh, yeah, I love that. Me, Lucy Fraser, real woman. Now, I'm not a big fan of cricket, so when Ishan told me he wanted to do a hot and spicy takeaway of the week about it, I was worried and obviously bored. But it turned out it was about more than cricket. It was about Brexit too. Let's take a listen. Ishan Akbar, hello. Hello, Harriet. How are you? I'm very good. I'm sadly not joined by producer Martin. I'm having to do the production values myself on this segment, Ishan. Oh, my goodness. How are you finding multitasking? I'm sure you're very capable of doing such a thing. Do you know what? I'm terribly capable. I really, really know. It makes me wonder what's the point of Martin at all, really. Yeah, I've often (laughs) thought, what's the point of Martin too? Yes, maybe we should have a segment called that. Anyway, tell me, what is your hot and spicy takeaway of the week? Well, look, there have been some very interesting developments recently in the news and it's made me think about a time when the British passport was worth something. Yes. Remember, you could travel around wherever you liked, however you liked. Just having a British passport in your hand Mm. was your ticket 
to the rest of the world. Yes, and people respected you. They saw your little passport and they thought, yes, she's from good stock. She's from a... Yes. Yes, and I've had I've had extended family who've who've wanted to marry me. Oh. Just because I've got a British passport. Oh, I see. Yes. 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 You have to be careful about that. You can't let them, Ishan. However pretty and however many they give you. And I have resisted. You'll be happy to know. So it's sad to see that an Englishman born in Chertsey in Surrey who Mm. plays cricket for Guildford. Surrey, Middlesex, Berkshire, a true home counties. Wow, yes, I love all of those places. Yes, such lovely places, and he's such an Englishman. This man has found it so difficult to enter the country of India. What? A former colony, no less. Yes. And he's had to return to the UK to sort out his paperwork. This Englishman. Can you believe that, Harriet? And it's just him? Just him. The whole team have gone and it's just him. And why do you think it's just him, Harriet? I don't know. I mean, I think the Indians really have to sort of ask themselves what's going on. I mean, they owe us something, don't they? We got them on their feet. And on the rail tracks. And on the rail tracks, yes. Exactly. Well, this man goes by the name of Shoeb Bashir. Hmm? He goes by the name Shoeb Bashir. Right, is that the... And that's the... that Who's that? That's the Englishman born in Chertsey who played for Berkshire, Surrey and Middlesex. Right. Right. OK. Right. Yeah. Well, I think maybe it was just a mistake. Are we sure it was not just a sort of easy mistake that the visa people made in India? Yes, of course. You know, they're very busy out there um, resetting passwords and um, helping people, Actually, people with their online banking. I know you're being flip. But resetting passwords is a lengthy, lengthy job. It is a very lengthy Sometimes lengthy. you use your, you'll lose your little booklet where you have all your passwords written down. Yes. And then you're really buggered. Yes, absolutely. And you can't always remember your mother's maiden name. No, it's very, it's very true. You're right. This could well be a mistake. You know, clerical mistakes mm-hmm. happen often. A, a player born in England who played for all these amazing British English counties representing all right. at the international level. It's very possible that there was a mistake. But it seems to happen that the mistakes occur with similar similar sounding and similar flavour of names. Moen Ali fell foul of this and missed a week in the Indian Premier League. Usman Khawaja, an Australian cricketer, also fell foul of these visa requirements. Ishan, hear me out. Do you think that the Indian government didn't realise that they were British? I'd be amazed. Do you think they got confused? Well, I'm going to make the assumption that the whole squad was submitted for the visa at the same time and that particular name, Shoa Bashir, was picked out. I just think, Ishan, we've got to trust the systems. Right. You know, we've got to trust that people know what they're doing, that people in authority will put us through. We've got to trust our computer systems. We've also got to trust the people who are letting us go from one country to another. And I think, you know, it sounds to me like a few misunderstandings. Uh I mean, what... Other possible reason could there be? Well, it turns out Shah Bashir has got Pakistani heritage. Is that what you think it is? Is that what you're saying? Okay, because Ishan, I'm going to have to stop you there. Mm. I watched a very, very powerful segment uh, on Piers Morgan's show. Yes. Just the other day. Uh-huh. And this wonderful chap 
from this this um, wonderful podcast was saying that people have to stop using race as an excuse. Mm. And he said, I am tired of people using race as an excuse. And you know what? He had quite dark hair, so he knew what he was talking about. Right. Well, here's the thing. You see- I just don't want to see you on Piers Morgan's show up against this wily gentleman yes. from this podcast because are you going to be able to argue against that? I I mean, let's let's see. Well, look, I'm happy to put myself in the fire line and see what happens. It just so happens for me that there seems to be a pattern. Mm. You've got someone called Usman Khawaja, Moen Ali, Shoaib Bashir, all being held up for visa applications to India. A part of you starts thinking, well, what seems to be the common thread here? Well, just one second. Um... Okay, I'm just Googling white person has visa turned down. Okay, nothing's come up, uh-huh. but, you know, it is Google, isn't it? Yes, we can't trust Google, can we, of course? Can't trust, you can't trust systems like yeah. this. It's too many people in charge of it, we don't know. So that's not a, that's not a good... So what you're suggesting is that we trust the Indian immigration system more than we should trust the global search engine Google. Right, I see what you've done there, Ishan, and touche, touche. I still don't agree with you, but you've won the debate, so I changed my mind. Okay, right. So you're now convinced that perhaps there may be some sort of incendiary motive as to why. Well, I just think, what's the Indian government about? Yeah. You know? What's it doing? Do you like? What's it doing? Do you like the Indian government? Do you like Indians? Now that sounds like a trick question to me. I love my Indian friends. Okay. Yes, I, I think they're, they are uh, very nice. Do you have any Pakistani friends other than me? What is this? I have lots of Pakistani friends. Yeah. I have lots of Indian friends. Yeah. I have lots of friends from the north. Right. A whole, a whole merry-go-round yes. of different friends. Yes, I see. And they Some all... of them work for me. Here's the thing. that I guess you asked me what my hot and spicy takeaway is, is... Mm-hmm. Ultimately, on face value, this doesn't look very good for the Indian government because it seems like they're being a little bit racist and perhaps even Islamophobic. And people don't often talk about brown on brown crime. Uh, we're too obsessed with interesting other types of crime. But the hot and spicy takeaway is this. It feels like to me the Indian government is showcasing the common sense immigration policy that we expected post-Brexit. By all means, apply legally come through all the correct channels. But if there's something a tiny bit off about you, we're going to make sure that our borders are secure. Yes. That's what Brexit wanted to deliver. Yes. So once again, what's happened here is Britain has outsourced a very important thing to the Indians who've done it better and done it well, and it's keeping their borders safe. And fundamentally, from the English perspective, look, if you don't want to fall foul of this... Just don't be called Shoa Bashir or Moen Ali. Change your name. See, I'm in full agreement with that, Isha. Yeah. Change Shoa Bashir, yeah, to Steve Barkley. Yes. They're not pulling that name out of a hat, are they? Everyone's happy. Yeah. Moen Ali, yeah. Michael Alistair, not pulling that name out of a hat, are you? And that is integration. If Well, exactly. Do you think I should change my name from Isha Akbar to something else? Yes. Yes, I think you should call yourself um, Edward Andrews. Right. Why? To integrate with our podcast. Okay. Do you, do you feel like I'm not? Do you feel like I'm not particularly well integrated with the podcast at the moment? 
I think you're almost there. You just need to rejig a few things, in, including your entire name. Any other things you want me to rejig? No, not at the moment, but I'll let you know. Okay, right. So you want me to be called Edward Andrews from here on for here, right here on oh, oh, only, only on air. Only on air, Edward. Only on air. <laughs> okay. um, I, I, I just, I just, you know me. I'm very inclusive of everybody uh-huh. and their strange names. Okay. Yeah. So you and yours can stay. Thank you very much. What, what if we were to change producer Martin's name into something Asian? What would that sound like? <clears throat> producer Ali? I'd be Edward Andrews. He'd be Producer Ali. It's pretty simple. It's just typical, isn't it? Britain giving away all its good ideas. Yeah. First we gave them the trains. Then we gave them our immigration policy. Yes. What next? Probably our curry houses next. Yes, most likely. They'll be having chicken mm. tikka masala on the corners. Out in Hyderabad or wherever it is. What? What? What was? Uh, what was that? What was that last one? Oh, Hy- Hyderabad. It's a place in India. Hy- Hyderabad. Hyderabad. Not Hyderabad. That sounds like an awful swimming pool. Hy- Hyderabad. Hyder Hyderabad. Hyderabad. Abad. Hyderabad. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Hyderabad. Very good. Why did you? I feel like you did an accent where you didn't need to. No, I didn't do an accent. Okay. I just used the correct pronunciation, which is what I use when I go to India. Okay, have you been? Oh, many times, yes. They love me over there. They've given me five visas. Just for you to come again and again and again? Yes. They say, come back. Here's another one, Harriet. Yes. Have one for next time. Yeah, on your way out, they just hand you another visa. Yes. Fantastic. I say, stop it. We don't rule you anymore. And then we laugh because it's a joke. What's your favourite part of India? Uh, Bangladesh Anyway, Ishan, it's been absolutely wonderful Thank you for your hot and spicy takeaway of the week My, my pleasure Finally, we had friend of the show Conservative London mayoral candidate Susan Hallback and I can think of no one better to take on Sadiq Khan. Well, no one who hasn't been credibly accused of sexual harassment anyway. Yes, you can't get away with that these days. Shame. Anyway, we had her on to talk about London. Let's take a listen. Susan, so wonderful to have you back on the show. Hello. Oh, it is a relief, Harriet, can I just say. I've been on programmes all morning and everyone's been so annoying. They've been asking me so many pointless, difficult questions and it's just nice to be somewhere where I feel supported. Susan, they're trying to catch you out. That's what they do. They're trying to have their little gotcha moments and we're not going to do that here. This is a nice interview where we want to show our listeners... How right you would be yeah. for London Mayor. Thank you, thank you. Because the point is, you know, I don't know about you, I never expected to be in politics at this level. And yes. the idea that I'm supposed to stand by everything that I did and said before I knew that is unfair. You wouldn't It's a bit much, isn't it? That, would you? No, no, I wouldn't. Do you know what? I think it's the problem with the woke left. I think now oh, they're pointing yes. the finger at everything you've said and yeah. done. And I'm not having it. Let's live in the moment. That's what I say to the young people. Live in the moment. It doesn't matter what I said in the past. Yes, exactly. Even, you know, a matter of seconds ago. Yes. Can we move on, please? Yes, please. Definitely, definitely. Just like Keir Starmer, you know, he used to represent 
criminals, but we wouldn't bring that back. Still a criminal. To, uh, still a uh, right. A, okay, a, no, that's it. He's a criminal, <clears throat> Martin. You shouldn't. Just thought you I'd shouldn't defend no. criminals. You can look in his eyes and mm. see that he still believes everything he's ever thought. Okay. Yeah, which is that he loves all the criminals, and yeah. I think that's disgusting. Yeah, same. And that's not something that Susan, I believe, at all. No, 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 I absolutely don't. Well, Susan, we we won't be trying to trip you up with any gotcha questions here. Thank you. We won't be asking you about the, uh, you you know, the price of fares on uh, on TFL (laughs) or anything like that. (laughs) Though actually would be quite useful, actually, for for our listeners to know, because not all our listeners are London listeners. Uh, What is the average price of of fares? Average price of fares with yeah, just if you're, I guess if you're just using the tube yeah. from zone two to three. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I use trains. I do keep trying to to drive this home to people. I use trains, and I don't consider yes. tubes yes. to technically be trains. I use because they're trains. underground trains, yes. aren't they? It's a different thing. Yes, it is a different thing. It's like no. a badger, you know, when when above ground. You, the iconic. How much does a a badger cost? Well, yes. I yeah. mean, that's that is a good question. Do we know? Do you I mean the to that? Uh, I mean, what starting salary for a badger? Um, I mean, I don't think there are many in London anyway. I think we should just leave that. Right. I see. Yeah, come on, please. Sorry, no. It's a very I mean, silly just question. went down. This is a yeah. sensible news I mean, program. I mean, you know, when I did that LBC interview, I was just thinking about this. I didn't get any credit for the very loveliness of the sounding. It was called Susan Hall Takes Your Calls. Oh, that's oh. so great. Nice. Isn't it? I mean, that I is mean, nice. I should just be getting some credit for that. That's lovely. Susan I'll take the Hall calls. Takes your calls. Yes. I'll talk to anyone, me. I mean, I, you know, I don't necessarily And that's know. why you're so good for mayor, because you Thank will talk you. to anyone. You will, you'll talk to someone from Hammersmith to, I don't know, what's somewhere in the... In the east of London. Uh, oh, um, uh, tooting. Yeah. Oh, right, OK. Um, that's not... Well, I, don't yes, think I that's... suppose it depends what direction you're facing, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. exactly. That's not how uh, compass points work. I've got some particular sort of softball questions here. They were just going to be, um, you know, milk. Do you know how much that is in London? In in London? Yes. Um, well, it depends. If you're on a, If you're on a train... It's free because you get those little. little she got you there, oh, that Martin. That's a good point. That's she yeah. Got you, there. you seem to know a lot about trains. I am always on the trains, but less about the city of London. You can also get, you know, on a train, you can get those little sort of wooden sticky things. Free. Yeah, free. You can take as many of those as you like. You just have to be a bit clever about it because otherwise I've found in the past they do look at you funny if you take too many of those yeah. little milk yeah, yeah, things yeah. No, and, and, and the wooden sticks. Sometimes you, you get shouted at, mm. but it's worth it. You know, you have to have something to do on the train, so I like to build little houses out of them. Oh, that's yeah. lovely, like Boris did with his buses. Yes, exactly. That's where <laughs> I got the idea. Oh, that's lovely, so Boris. nice, Susan. Oh, lovely. Susan, I'll go with a really easy question, Susan. Great. What does what does London mean to you? I, I tell you what London means to me. It's somewhere where one day I'll aspire to live in once it's nicer. Because right, so you don't, you don't, so sorry, just to, to Susan, you don't yeah. live in London currently. And I think that gives me a real insight 
because I'm not inside it. I'm not in the, you know, in the metropolitan bubble, literally. I'm outside. Yes. Enjoying better bin collection and not oh. having everything, you know, stolen from me. That that is so time. true. I mean, there are still there's still some thieving going on. Well, let's talk about the crime because crime is a real problem. And I mean, Sadiq Khan. Yeah, he's you... not doing anything. I, my reading glasses get stolen, I'd say, four or five times a day. Wow. And now are they stolen? Yes, they are. Yes, stolen. And they are. Yes, they are returned. Do you mean you misplaced them? Susan, it's important to know the difference between... I would say that is slander. I'm not, no. Losing one's glasses and having them stolen is the same thing. Of course it is. My toaster was stolen this morning and it was replaced to where it usually is, but under a tea towel. But that is what they are like. That is what the London thieves coming out to my house... And doing that yeah. with my stuff. And I think you probably needs to do something about that. And you know what, Susan? You never hear about this from Sadiq. Right. He's totally he quiet was. about things like this. But he is. You, know, yeah. you never hear Sadiq going, oh, he, 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 what does he talk about? You, Les, that's it. Mm, well, that's no, it. that L- is a good London point. London that's what I call mm. him. Okay. Well, that seems a little, you know, cheap. I, I, clever. Look, a bit clever by half. Ultra low emission zone, I think, is... Very important to, to, to focus on. No, is that what it stands for? But, <gasps> yes, and you... Ah, uh, now I get it, yeah. Uh, you've been quite against it, haven't it? Even though the all of the data seems to suggest that it's working uh, very well, improving the quality of air well, uh, for the people in yeah, the city of London. No, I'm not a fan. I would stop it day one. I would literally be going out into the street and jumping in front of electric vehicles, just like oh. Emily, what's her face? Pankhurst. Um, day one. Yeah. I will be yeah. doing it. Mm. You know, I've said before, I'm on record as saying I think smog is good for the city. Yes. yes. London has never been better than... That in- was when London was at its most London, I think. Yes, exactly. Mm. Peak London. Peak London. And, um, you know, now being able to see it all, ugh, who wants that? Yeah, it's not the same. Not I think see less of London is quite a good tagline, oh, actually. Very good slogan. Yeah, yeah very good slogan. Looming out of the smog at you. Oh, see it just before they hit you. Yeah, love it. Do you want to be on my team, Harriet? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm not is, sure I, these I kind of that. collaborations is really what we should be going for in the middle of a serious political interview. Susan, what is your favourite day in London? What would be your ideal day in oh, London? Oh, uh, the Trocadero Centre, seeing the big fat man. Um, um, lunch at Pret. And just an afternoon just trying to get home because it does take a long time. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. It's actually quite so relatable. Nice. Well, Thank it is. You. Yes. Thank you. I am relatable. I'm surprising, aren't I? <laughs> She's, she is surprising. You expect a man in a suit touching you up, you get me. It's yes. Oh, isn't that lovely? And you can't get much more London than Pret. No, thank you. Yeah, mm. they're they're like rats. There's you know there's one every they're, six, six one everywhere. You. you don't get them yeah. anywhere else. No. Oh mm-hmm. no. Special London thing like Greg's. Yeah. Um, very lucky. Susan, do you feel that you're um mm. you know if you were to be uh, in the position as uh, London Mayor, do you think you would actually start learning um, all of these things about London that you you haven't been able to answer? Well, we all know that Sadiq Khan is a squirreler, right? He squirrels things away. He squirrels mm. money away. He squirrels mm. information away. He is okay. keeping secrets yep. from me and all of my team. And as soon as I'm allowed to get into his office, I will find out how much money there is, where all the boroughs are, who's 
in London and you know all the information I need. But until until you don't he need it gives till me then. that information, yeah, I'm, you right. know, my hands are tied. I'm, it's really I, hard. I mean, there's sometimes I look at Sadiq and I think, well, you know what London is. The rest of us don't because you won't tell yeah. us exactly. Secretive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very secretive. So, you know, I think it's time for a change because he, you know, he does a weird thing where he just takes all of this money and he puts it away until he yeah. needs it. And like Saving, all the rest investment. of us, you mm. get the money, you immediately get rid of it. I mean, usually because they're stealing it from you. Yeah. yeah. But just get, rid, just get yeah. rid of it, spend it, give it to someone else. And that is my promise to Londoners. Susan, you could do some Susan bikes. Oh, what would they be? You know, like Boris bikes, but, but su- with Susan bikes. Oh, yeah, these need to be different. Maybe big penny farthings. Oh, we could get some lazy Susans. <gasps> Just some fun little, um, you know, those sort of spinny uh, things you get in um, children's playgrounds sometimes. Where, right, yeah, yeah, where would we put them? I don't know about that, Producer Martin. It's no. fun. I, don't, I feel like that's a very clear sign that you're trying to sabotage Susan's I'm not, campaign. I know. Suggestions I'm, like I'm that. not lazy. No, well, I'm I just saying that... I work so hard to find out everything once I'm in office. Until yes. then... till then, not much keep point. Keep it clear, keep it blank. Yes. Blank slate until oh, I wonderful. get in there. And then I'm going to know, I'm going to find out a lot of stuff. Well, Susan, I have complete faith in you. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for your kindness. Well, it, it's, it's easy. It's easy to be kind to someone who's such a clear fit for London Mayor. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll be back next week. So in the meantime, like, subscribe, tell your friends, follow the Out of Context, non-censored Blue Sky account and keep those questions coming to nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com. There'll be another exclusive bonus podcast up on our Patreon by about lunchtime, along with all the videos and bonus content we did last week. So go to patreon.com forward slash noncensored and sign up to see that. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Alex Keeley, Suze Kepner, Margaret Caborn Smith, and Ed Morrish. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and we'll be back next week with more Nonsensored.